every review you see down the timeline is great show, great show, Tiger Talk, great show. And they do, like, they have fire content. So definitely, if you ain't listening to Tiger Talk, number one, I don't know what you're doing, right? Tiger fans, welcome to episode 250 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, rate and review the show and everyone. Go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And hosting today's show is Ken Clark. Welcome back to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. As the Corey C stated, this your main man, Ken Clark. And joining me in the booth today, I got my right-hand man again. I got Zoe DeLorean. What's up, brother? What it do, Ken? What's up, the I love family? What's going on, fam? Uh, we got a special guest in here today, man. We got, yeah, man. We got the man, the, 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 the one of the top YouTube content creators. Got a dope podcast show. Y'all know him by the name of Kobe Orr from the CFL Podcast. What's up, Kobe? How you doing, man? Hey, Kenzo. What's going on, my dogs? What's going on, man? What's good, brother? How, how's everything with you, man? How's everything? Man, you know that. Yeah. Everything but lovely. You know how it go. No doubt. No doubt, man. So, now nah, we, we we wanted to bring you on, man. I know we we tried to we tried this one time in the past and uh, just couldn't really get the schedules lined up. We all busy, man. So, Finally, we was able to to nail you down, man. You've been dropping a lot of dope videos and interviews. And, man, if y'all not following uh, the CFL podcast show on YouTube uh, about from Kobe Orr, man, you know, you do yourselves a favor. Go to YouTube right now. Search the CFL podcast and subscribe, share, like all the videos, comment. Yeah, man. man he dropping nothing but dope content all the time. Consistently. And, uh, and, and really – we brought him on the Tiger Talk because Tiger Talk, CFL, the pregame show, we had uh, a a kind of a, a triad going on with a recruiting ch- um, weekend earlier this spring, man. So how you feel about that, man? Because I, I thought it was a big it was a big shout out to you and what you've done that the coaching staff would actually entrust you and to bring you into the fold with that, man. I thought uh, we've talked about it several times offline, myself and Zoe and others. But I wanted to get your take for our listeners on, on that particular weekend, and then we'll expand. Man, you know the way y'all hit me with the news, like you know, it was just a regular day at work. You know, I ain't, I, I'm, I'm ready to go home. I'm in a mood, you know. That y'all hit me with that, and like, you know, I got excited. Like that was that that really made my day, man. Because I was like, you know, you know, it's it's cool that they, you know, not only that they see my stuff, but that they entrusted me with something that like so big, like something that's important to them. Because these are guys that they seriously want 
on their roster to help contribute the next season. So if they bringing me on, you know, I, I, you know, I was excited. I'm like, man, I, let me, let me get my questions together. And, you know, like I, I was, you know, like I was, I was really excited, man. I took it serious. So it was, it was a great, it was a great experience. You know, all those guys that came on were just great interviewees. Like they gave great answers, man. Uh, I had a lot of people watching. It, it was just, it was a great, it was a great thing, man. I really appreciated that. Yeah, Corey, and I got to tell you, man, it actually goes to the show what we always say, too, or Corey at least always tells us, man, you just never know who's listening and who's watching in your case. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and so that was the main thing that I took from it. You know, it's different from us, you know, being that we're, you know, pretty much, you know, tied to the school and, you know, and, and tied to the program. But you were chosen out of so many other YouTubers. And again, you're not from Mississippi, no Jackson State ties, and you're all the way in South Carolina. So to right. me, it just spoke, it spoke to, you know, the fact that, uh, number one, somebody's watching. Number two, somebody appreciates the content that you're putting out, and they thought highly of it. Yeah, South facts, Carolina. man. South Carolina, huh? Yeah, yeah South Carolina. Yeah. We gotta get it. Let's go. Let's go address the elephant in the room, bro. Let's just go get this out the way. You know, for your people. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. We got, hey, man, we took a, we took a, we took a, a kick to the forehead, man, in the celebration bowl, man, and mm. it's uh. <laughs> We ain't got over it yet, so hopefully, I'm going to just go ahead and say this right now. Hopefully, we both schools get a chance to get back to the Celebration Bowls. We get rematch. Right. What you think about that, bro? You know, I like I said before the season started that Jackson State and South Carolina State was going to be the matchup. As, as a matter of fact, like I, I, don't, I don't know if y'all said it, but outside of y'all, nobody else like predicted it. I looked at South Carolina State. I looked at Jackson State. I said, this is the year that they're going to meet. And when they do, I'm going to have a hard decision to make on who's going to pick as the winner, you know, from a lot of standpoints. But, nah, I, I want to see this happen again. You know, I think so many factors played into how that outcome came the first time that I have to see this for a second time because I genuinely do believe that if they meet up for a second time, it's, it's going to be close. It's gonna be close, right? But it, you know, I just this is this is a matchup that I need to see again because you know they're so different in play styles, and like I was just intrigued by it. But it was like I said, there was just too much going on the first time around, so I need to see this again. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, believe it or not, uh, I'm hoping with my fingers crossed, hoping that it happens again. But also, I think that if it were to happen again, I think it'll be good for the celebration bowl. I think that the numbers will be better. I think the game will be viewed better. And I think it'll be good just for the just for the you know the overall growth of HBCU ball because it's a momental, it's a it's a it'll be a monumental game, you know, mm-hmm. on a on the big stage and with some intrigue because of the buildup, because of what happened from the previous year. You know, mm-hmm. and uh also I think because of the attendance with the sellout last year, I think it's possible that with a rematch, they may decide to open up the open deck and we probably could, you know, get some more some more butts in the seat. So uh, right. I hope it does happen. And and you know, not to even not to cut y'all off, but you know, the, the Reese's Bowl senior list just came out. State they yes. got a lot of NFL caliber guys. Y'all yep. got a lot of guys. So now you looking yep. at scouts. It, it would be a really big deal for them to see each other again. That's yeah, a good point. I, I, I think um if we don't, we get I mean Zo me and, me and Zo kind of played around with it, said, Man, we get that celebration bowl rematch with South Carolina State. Um then we open the season up the following year at the Swag Me Act Challenge with South Carolina State. Then that's, that'll be kind of like a tiebreaker. You know what I mean? I right. that would be good for Atlanta. Uh, Zomay, that's a really good point, that it would be um, really good for a rematch because 
man, we got we got we got we got we got our butts whooped, man, on national TV. So I think even if we let's say we run the table, just hypothetically, we twelve and zero, and we just won the swag, and um, and we we going to Atlanta, right? And South Carolina State is is you know is going back. There's going to be a lot of talks about everything that transpired this past season. Yep. Versus, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And say, well, but but yeah, yeah, they twelve and zero, but. Remember, they were 11 and 1 last year, and, and Coach Buddy Pugh out coached Coach Prime, and you got whatever the dude's name is, the sellers. I call him Bacardi. I know his name, but he, you know, still taking <laughs> not calling dude Bacardi. Yeah, man. I call him Bacardi now, man. He's still taking shots at man. I don't like that, Kobe, you know, but no, nah, it's, it's all good. But no, um, I, I do feel like that game would be heavily marketed because they will feel like, okay, yeah, Jackson State is like that. But here's a coach and a team that don't fear Jack State last time they met. They beat them. So you right. see a lot of people that are tuned in for that reason alone. So uh, those are some good points, man. And I and I also, just to add to that, Kobe, from following you and your show, um, and you have been really kind of like our eyes through the program when it comes to what South Carolina State has done in the offseason because they have done a phenomenal job of adding to what they already had. You mm-hmm. mentioned some things that they were injured. They were also – uh, young, and then when you factor that in with some 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 pivotal uh, FBS transfers, which we'll we'll get your take on Coach mm-hmm. Prime because we all can say Coach Prime's presence in the HBCU space has led to a uptick in recruiting all the way across the board, and right. uh, even even South Carolina State after winning the Celebration Bowl, would you say that 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 their recruiting changed a little bit? Because I know with you being over there. Uh, speak a little bit to that, and then we'll we'll get the coach prime effect from abroad uh, across the HBCU landscape. Yeah, so the recruiting definitely picked up in a major way after that celebration bowl victory. You know, I had my guy Terrence Tucker. Y'all, y'all know Tuck. You know, he he was on the show, and he even admitted right. it. As deep as he is, you know, he's one of the deepest. His family's like roots are embedded in South Carolina State from you know way back. So it, he's a trusted source, and he, mm-hmm. even he said, you know, ever since that win recruiting has really kicked up like they had to turn guys away it's a picket of wow. you know for and you're looking at a school who had like one of the lowest budgets in in the ncaa as far as recruiting goes uh-huh. you know and you know so they, they always had to just recruit in state now they can really look to georgia and look to north carolina and get a couple three-star prospects you know they're get they they've got by Zion Keith, you know, at safety to uh, replace uh, one of one of the senior DBs from last season. You know, they've got a guy from Charleston Southern after watching that Celebration Bowl victory who can replace the Kobe Durant, similar build as well. You know, like they, you know, so it it really benefited them in a tremendous way. Some of the top schools of South Carolina that would only send their kids to Power Five schools really looked at South Carolina State and you know gave them the opportunity as well. And you know, they, they've got a couple of guys from those big schools in South Carolina. So yeah, yeah, it 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 really benefited them. That 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 celebration bowl benefited them in a major way. So yeah. what do you think? What would you what would your take be on uh, Coach Prime? And I, and, and this is. Just, just kind of a generic question um, in relation to the impact you've seen Coach Prime have on just HBCU football as a whole. And then we'll get into SWAC Media Day, but we wanted to kind of set it up there because that's really where we're heading with the conversation. Mm-hmm. We want to touch on SWAC Media Day because I personally, Zoe and I recently just did a show 
uh, uh, speaking to our recap for the Swag Media Day. I thought it was just just absolutely phenomenal, man. Uh, but yeah, before we get into that, I wanted to get your take on that. Man, you know, it's crazy, right? Because most most of those uh, big time prospects that South Carolina State got, you know, they came because it was the celebration bowl, but they, they came because like, damn, we just saw South Carolina state beat Jackson state, but there was some, like there was one three-star prospect that South Carolina state got from North Carolina. Right. I mean, the kid kid really could have been power five, but you know, when he was, when he interviewed HBCU game day, they were asking him, Hey man, what's the reason uh, that you chose South Carolina state? And he was like, you know, it's, uh, he was, he said the same thing as coach Brown. It's time for a change. Like, I need to come home, all of that. I wasn't hearing that kind of talk before Coach Prime got there. That's how I know Coach Prime had an impact. You feel me? On, on a lot of these kids choosing the schools that they do. Now, you know, the, just the other side of that is that, is that some kids are going to choose these schools because they, you know, they believe what Coach Prime said, and they like, damn, you're right. It's time to come home. And mm-hmm. some of these and some of these kids are choosing these other HB, choosing other HBCUs because you know they they believe what Coach Prime said, but they want to be the ones to beat them. They want to be yep. on the opposite side. You yeah, know, yeah, When you get all that hype, you know you gonna have a lot of people who want to be with you, but it's always the it's always the people who want to be like, nah, I want to be the ones who take them down. You know, like I I want yeah. I want that kind of spot. Like it ain't nothing wrong with that, but it, it's the reality of. No, no, it's it's that's there's actually that's that's something good with that. But to add to your point, though, you know, uh, we may hear other people, you know, say, well, you know, we were already recruiting certain four and five, and I'm not, and we can't say that they aren't. They very well could have, but the difference mm-hmm. is the, what the one thing that's true is they weren't getting them. See, the right. thing now, is, and people can say, oh, well, we have the transfer portal. Well, guess what? You always have the ability to get transfers, but you mm-hmm. weren't. But none of us were getting them at the rate that you were getting them after Jack State had that first class. Right. Because, exactly. you know, because, you know, that was the that was the, the chink in the armor, I would like to say. It was the, the little crack in the dam. And now you're starting to get a little bit better overflow. And I still believe the best is yet to come, even though we got Travis, because I really believe. You'll really see the changing of the tide, you know, I believe this coming year, you know, with the success I believe that the conference will have. Because once if, for example, if Jack State has great success, which I believe they will, and you factor when we have another great recruiting class. But then now you can sit there and say, like, we all know that Grandma had a good class this last um, recruiting period, but it's different when you can sit there and say Grambling got a class on par with Campbell and then Southern got a class right right there along with Grambling. You see what I'm saying? And it's being noticed and, and, and all of that, but South Carolina State and possibly Norfolk. When you have multiple HBCUs and not just ranked in the top with the FCS, but then they're high within the uh, power structure of the FBS, that's when the, the tide is going to turn and then it, it'll still keep that trajectory going. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, so let's jump into it, man. Swag Media Day. What's your first thoughts when, from all the content you you had a chance to digest, bro? Man, um, excited. Like just like you know when the when the Swag Media Day day came last year, I'm like you know I'm loving this, and I and I, I love the fact that we get to hear from Coach Prime and you know Shador and uh niles but like I, I was just thinking like damn i can't wait for the season to get here like this all all this is doing is building up anticipation now i i have that feeling times 10 right because not only do i see shador and travis which is a great sight right i see i see uh 
Coach Eddie Robinson at, at Alabama State, knowing what he has. You know, I look at Coach Dancy. You know, I see they got a, a, a New Jersey or whatever. You know, I, I know the I know the players that he's included, and you know what what they're going to do. They're not going to be a runover team anymore. You know, I look at all these schools and what they have ready to unveil uh, for this upcoming season, and I just get nothing but pure excitement. Like that's that's all. Like I I just need the season to get here. That may sound like a Jacksonian, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> there might be a few people out there saying think he a homer. I know he uh no, but no, to this point, you know, Kobe and and, and I gotta say this because this is something that Zoe and I, we 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 don't uh man, we 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 true true to form. Uh we, we don't say anything about anyone that we mm-hmm. uh don't we can't share with them in person. And this is our opportunity to say we've always talked about how you know, we we saw how you being in South Carolina and, mm. and you have with the success of South Carolina State. And for those that don't know, South Carolina State been winning for quite some time. They got probably the greatest. Um, right now, you would say they have the best NFL footprint of any HBCU at this point in time. And, and right. potential first ballot Hall of Fame with Darius Leonard. And mm. uh, 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 I forget the name of the, the D lineman that's it with the Eagles. Uh, Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave. There you go. So. Uh, then now you got the Kobe Durant that got selected in the fourth round uh, of this 2022 NFL draft. But the point I wanted to make was with that, you still show love to Jackson State. You keep it. You kind of stay right down the middle because you, you really your, your podcast show, man, has really flourished and taken off. And uh, you got a lot of support and, and momentum. But one of the things we admire in, in, in this regard is the fact that you're objective. You find yourself uh, being able to have the hard conversations in regards to South Carolina state mm-hmm. and give them their, their, their kudos. Same thing with Jackson state. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm a Jack state fan. I want to see what they're doing. I want to see that continue, but when they don't do well, I can also say that they ain't do well. You know what I mean? So right. that's one of the things I think we, uh, we, 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 we really uh, like about, you know, what you do in the position in, uh, that you take when it comes to covering HBCU sports as a whole. Hey, you know, I, I appreciate that, man, because you know, uh, with we we have a lot of content creators in the on the YouTube space for HPC. Right. Um and you know the, it kind of feels like they you know the fans that watch they want you to be uh either this or that like you either gotta be on this side or that side. <laughs> right. You know and when I and yeah, when I started man. the channel, you know like when I started the channel my I genuinely was just excited. I would always talk about how I wanted to see HBCUs like just be back on top again, like you know, on and at the football scene at least. And then you know, boom, it all happened like clockwork. Dion came to Jackson State. I said, "Damn, this is exciting! It's happening!" And you know, finally, my girl got tired of me talking, and she was like, "Bro, you could really start your own channel and talk about this." <laughs> you know, like you know, like no, nah, she she really yeah. got tired of me talking about her. So I'm like, you know what? I am gonna start my own podcast. And the, and before I even knew much about Jackson State, other than prom being there, you know. Like, like I, my intention was just to talk Grambling, South Carolina State. Like you know, like I wanted to see this for every HBCU, but you know, they people want to people want to put you in a box and tell you like, oh no, you either got to be with us or you got to be with them. You know, and it, it really don't have to be that way. You feel me? Like I love South Carolina State. They're the home team, the first the first team I've ever known. You know, and you know, so I'm always rep for them. But I can't. I that don't mean I have to look at Jackson State and be like. 
I ain't, ain't all that. Like, you know, I don't, I don't care what they doing. You know, like, nah, like, I love it. Any, anything good for any school, I love to see it. It don't have to be one or the other. You know what? The, what was crazy is, believe it or not, man, listen to you now, actually listen to everything and what you just conveyed. That's what actually come through the screen. Everything you just said come through the screen whenever yeah. you have a show, man. That's the thing. So that's why, you know, everything that you're saying is genuine because, you know, that's what shines through. And matter of fact, I'll be willing to go so far as that's exactly the prime reason, you know, saying why they looked at different content creators and, and actually sought you out, man. Because, again, and, and if I remember correctly, a young lady actually stated that, um, you know, on, on the screen once that, you know, you know, you have an infectious energy, you know, saying you're always upbeat. And again, right. that translate, you know, when you're interviewing, it come from a genuine place, man. There is no. um there is no filter. There's no uh, no fluff with you, dog. And so that's the thing about it. I think that's why you're I think that's why you're growing at the rate that you're doing, man, because it, what you just said comes through and everything that you do on video. Right. Right. You know, and, um, and, and you know, I, that's right. That's that's I, I agree with that, because I remember the very first uh, the video I made on my channel. Right. Because, like, I'm thinking, like, OK, I'm going to do this, but this ain't going to take off. Like, I know that, you know, the very <laughs> the very first video, because I tried at YouTube like back in 2013 and I was just uploading vines, you know, and it, it ain't it ain't work. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I had to I, I took everything down. I rebranded the channel and I said, you know, I'm going I'm to try this, but this ain't nobody want to hear what I got to say, you know, so I. My first video was the 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 freshman and y'all's like initial recruiting class that I were excited about. Like and it was all our brown, even though he's not there anyway. It was like all our brown and you know those guys and everything like that. And that first video like got a couple thousand. You feel me? Yeah. It you know it didn't like it just it kind of kept going from there. And I feel like because I was genuinely excited when I saw y'all's first uh first recruiting class. And I and I did my research and I said, oh man, I can't wait to see him step on the field for Jackson State. You know, I think because like they 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 kind of took that from my tone when I was when I was talking in that video. I think they did, you know, think like, okay, this guy has infectious energy and we like what he's talking about. We're gonna keep watching. Well, Kobe, let me tell you this. You're not gonna believe this. Look, Ken and I both with JSU insiders. Let me tell you. Uh, I'm from Mississippi, as you know. Last time I go home, I put a TV on my parents' back porch, and my dad sit there and watch. YouTube videos on the back porch. And let me tell you, I could talk to my dad about anything JSU. That joke will sit there and say, he don't even know your name, but he knows your face. And he feels like you're his sports program to get JSU news. And I'm a JSU inside. Oh, I'm, dead I'm dead serious. Hey, I'm dead when I tell you that. Hey, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Hey, I told let me, you. Let me, let me say this, man. Uh I I that that to, for Zoe to say that, that's a big endorsement. I'm gonna just jump in there and throw that in there real quick. But keep going. I ain't mean to cut you out, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, but I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm not. I'm not trying to pull your leg or nothing. My dad will be seventy next week, and my dad sits on the patio and feel like you uh because he don't even watch the news anymore. So if he want to get his JSU news, he knows how to go on YouTube. And because he watched you so much, you know how the algorithm is, right? You yeah. automatically pop up anyway. And so he, the newest video will come up. You're like, oh, that's my guy right there. He don't know your name. That's my guy right there. I saw the video because he told me this right here and this right here. I just be laughing. <laughs> hey, no, I, dope, I appreciate man. that. Huh? No, I said that's dope, man. I, I I'm just I'm admiring what he's saying. Go ahead. That is dope. Every, every time I hear I hear that or I read that, I like I I genuinely can't believe it. Cause I'm like, I still be thinking, like, dang, people wanna people really wanna listen to me? Like what I gotta say? Like, is it really? 
you know, like I, you know, and I, I see the comments and some people would be like, you know, we, you know, every time we see breaking news, we click like it's, it's like I still haven't even got used to that yet, you know, because I feel like I'm not really saying nothing of like of that that much of importance. Like I'm just talking, you know, like so I, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice in regards to that. Take that out of your vocabulary. Yeah, man. We're our own worst critic. You know, sometimes mm. we think, you know, we think how we think because we, we're us and we think that people are going to see us the way that we see ourselves. But in actuality, it's really not that way. So it just goes to show good energy. And you can go to any type of platform and get a smile, get good energy. People like that. People flock to that. And it just speaks to your, to your personality. So what we want to do, we want to segue from that right into back in the Swag Media Day. Uh, I kind of want to get your opinion on some of the odd uh, preseason uh, all swag team. I know Jack State had eight uh, players that were selected. Um, the obvious choices of offense player of the year as well as defense player of the year. You got our QB one, Shador Sanders, and then you got uh, the defense player of the year, uh, Fam Hughes, Isaiah Lamb. Uh, just kind of want to get your quick take on on how you felt uh, with the list. Have you had a chance to take a look at the list? And, and if so, um, what do you think about uh, the overall aspect of the list and the eight selections from Jackson State. Well, I mean, first of all, let me say the eight the eight selections of Jackson State. I have no problem with it. I mean, those guys are all deserving. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not. I haven't. I've seen some of it, right? They're from the from the selections that I've seen, I have no problems with it. Isaiah Land deserves to be there. Uh, Jason Dumas deserves to be there. Uh, right. You know, we all know Shador is now. A Quill Glass is gone. There's no debate. Shador is the top quarterback <laughs> in that conference. That's it's, you know. You know, you got some Texas Southern people out there that, you know, I, I like as yeah. body. So, so. Yo, inboxing blew up, dog. Oh, man. You know, I know my boy Craig Hall. He going to – Craig going to be in your inbox, man. Shout out to Craig, man. He, yeah, uh, no, shout, shout out to Craig. You know, I, <laughs> I love Craig. Craig, you know, he actually uh, – we actually talked about it. You know, yeah. I think, you know, based just from what he did, you know, Shador is Shador is the top quarterback in the SWAC, Dennis right. Andrew Body, you know. But, yeah, I, I have no – I have no problems with it. I would say that there are people, not me, because you know this is a preseason list. It's going to change by the time the year is over with. Um, yes. But there are a few people who have a problem with the offensive line selections. Mm. You know, and Speak I because hmm. you might have a little bit better insight than maybe we do. So I know Tony Gray for us was on there. Um, was it second team? I think. And uh, yeah. But uh, but but what what would you what was some of the, the you would say the disagreements on the O line that you might have heard like that in like Tony was like the one who came up the most right they felt like okay oh for, first of all nobody watches individual lineman plays which is why I kind of feel like when a lineman mm. plays bad when an O line plays bad it doesn't have much success they lumped the whole five in there like everybody was just trash that's not always the case um but you know they look at Tony Gray. And they feel like he he shouldn't be there. And, you know, and they use the logic of, you know, why would you have to go out and revamp the O-line how you guys did if Tony was, you know, you know, what y'all say he is. And, you know, they there are people under my comments, in my comments, questioning every every offensive line video I make. Tony might not, Tony might not be, you know, he might not start. Like, Tony might not be it. We might got to get rid of something. Like, you know, it's always that. And I felt <laughs> like they, they lumped him in. They have doubts about Tony because 
the 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 O-line as a whole didn't really have the success that you would want them to have. So, you know, it it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have mattered if Tony was out there, you know, you know, doing doing an exceptional job. They wouldn't care. They just gonna lump him into it. And that's why like he's the main guy that really comes up with uh when you have these these opinions on uh the offensive line selections. That's true. I'll just say, you know, one rule of fact that you tend to see, though, is when you pretty much see whenever you have an offensive player or a first team quarterback, you're typically going to find one old lineman, um, mm. uh, you know, what I'm saying on, on that team anyway. But no, I, I, I agree with you, though. Um, you know, could Tony play have been better? I'm not going to disagree and say it couldn't have. But, you know, again, it's a preseason poll. And yeah. I'm not going I'm not and honestly. One way or the other, I'm not going to raise hell about it because it is a preseason poll. You know, the main thing is the you know, ending poll, the the finale, because, you know, that's the the last poll is going to speak on your play as opposed to what we think was going to happen. And it's a carryover from the previous year. So, I mean, it's semantics, really. I'm not going to really uh, just kill it over that. But, again, if he was left off, I'm not going to raise hell about it either if he wasn't on the team. So, I'm, I'm fine either way. All right. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Um, there's a lot of things that were said, Kobe, at, at Swag Media Day, some of the things we kind of touched on. But we'll just kind of get into uh, – I know you've, you've, you've had me on your show uh, a few mm-hmm. times. And um, one of the things that kind of came up um, in regards to HBCU football just in general, we talk about, you know, tradition and we talk about culture. And our very own Coach Prime has some choice words. And, and he, he, didn't, he didn't hold back, man, and letting – uh, Tiffany Green and, and Jay Walker, uh, as well as HBCU Game Day, Roland Martin, all those that had a chance uh, to interview him in regards to what he felt about it. You know, what are your takes on – what is your take, you would say, uh, in re- as far as the state of HBCU football in regards to possibly elevating – we won't get into, like, the FBS talk right now, but just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to get your take on what Coach Prime had to say and in regards to just culture, to di- tradition – he touched on alumni giving, he touched on housing, he touched on a lot of different things that we could do just as far as an elevation standpoint. But right. I just kind of want to encapsulate your thoughts on some of the things that he touched on. Right. And um, here's the thing, right? Coach Prime is a guy who I think, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve when he talks. And, you know, a lot of a lot of the things that he says, because he's a guy of of swagger and confidence, because he oozes that, right? A lot of people take what he says sometimes as like a diss to you know what they got but that's not really the case right see because i'm not an hbcu graduate i i kind of i walk that line you know when when y'all are having like in-house discussions on things needed how what needs to improve and you know what you know what should stay the same so and i and i i honestly don't want to give the wrong take because i haven't i haven't been an hbcu student so i always go to my girl like my girl graduated from howard back in 2017 so anytime i ask her opinion on something like she kind of gives it to me and i and i go from there and make up what i do from there so when i asked her about it i said you know babe well you know what's what, what you think about the tradition versus you know moving up and doing what's better for them and she said the exact same thing that coach prom said she said how much rivalries is it really Mm. How much how much rivalries is it really? Like two? Like outside of that, what are you holding on to? Who shows up to the Bethune game? <laughs> like not like not for like who like and that's not to diss anybody. It's just last season you see you've seen it. You you seen the turnout for you know for some of these games. I don't I don't I don't see a problem with I feel like both things can be done. You can preserve tradition. And you know, and still do what's best for you and move up. I don't. I've always wanted to see HBCU football get back to what it was. 
um, before the talent left. So I feel like the wave that is on now, it's it's a great thing. Like obviously there there's some policemen that needs that needs to be had. You know, there's you know, you gotta you gotta be careful about the moves you make. But I don't when people look at Dion and feel like he's just selling out, you know, and giving away all our, you know, giving away all our tradition, you shouldn't really see it that way. Like that, you know, there's only you're only gonna have like two, two rivalry games. You know, outside of that, you know, let's be real with it. Y'all not really showing up outside of outside of a few games a season. So like, what 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 should really be done? So, Kobe, let me let me touch on this then, since you mentioned that you know. Being that you were still a South Carolina State fan, but you know, you say you play, you you walk down the middle of the line. Well, let me ask you this then: since you are, you know, fairly new in the HBCU space, being that you are, you know, attentive and you, you know, what I'm saying you have, you know, you've invested the time that you have. Outside of what Coach Prime said, what change would you like to see? Mm, that's a good question, man. Go that is a good question. <laughs> um. I mean, we don't really have to go big, right? We can we can start with the small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, no, it could be anything, anything. I'm just saying, what tangible change would you like to see? You know, like, okay. Uh, first of all, I would love to see better efficient. I don't even know if that counts or not, but I feel like you know more more attention needs to be put into that for this upcoming season with all that talent we got. Um, I would honestly love to see like something as something as simple as names on the back of jerseys, like Coach Prime. Like, why don't they? Why don't we have that? Why why don't we have something as simple as that? Like you you got high schools out here that can afford, you know, like that that can afford that. Let's really let's really do everything that we can possible to make this experience enjoyable for the student athletes. Like little things like that, like it, you know, as great as as great as these uniforms look, I feel like little things like that can, you know, can be improved for sure. Um Outside of that, like I, you know, I, obviously I would love to say like I want to see these kids have more gear or just like you know more better material things, but I don't know the I don't know the financial landscape of the school, so that's why I, I stay back from that. But something as simple as a name on a jersey, I I need to see that with every school. You feel me? Like I I don't need to be I don't need to be wondering who who like who that kid is from this school that's balling like that. Yeah. I, like I, I don't that's I don't need point. to be thinking that no more. Put the name on the back. Yeah, well, yeah, Coach Prime touched on that, man. Remember, he said it's like it, it's not a man. He even offered. So, did, correct me if I'm wrong. He offered to do that for the conference if he if if needs be because he said you know um, that name on the back of that jersey is very important to the family of, of the players, man. I I totally agree. Um, how about commentating? You know, watching Ooh. HBCU commentating. Yo, facts, facts. You know what I mean? Like that. like. I, it, I, I cringe when I'm when I'm watching the JSU game, and I we know who these players are, and the, and the announcers don't know. They may say the wrong name. And Kobe, to the point that you just made, I feel like a lot of the stuff that you just touched on is why that's that way. So when you look at our coach, I don't know if you know this, but his attention to detail is unlike anything I've ever seen from a coach's standpoint. And Zoe can speak to one thing in regarding to, to the socks, because he's big on socks, and something mm. as detailed as, as socks, like. Um, but when we talk about from a culture standpoint, we got to take more pride in our culture to the standpoint to where when we're giving rosters on game day, we need to make sure that the people that are calling the game have the absolute most accurate data that they can possibly have. You know what I mean? Right. And cause a lot of times that would help them, um, in, in, in calling the game. I just thought about that cause you said that, but, but go ahead. I didn't mean to. 
And uh, actually, since you mentioned the name on the jerseys, Kobe, what you think about the new uniforms, man? Hey, I like what I see so far. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm loving it. You know, I I really want to see. I want to see it put all together though. Like that's because not right now. I'm just looking at the jersey and I'm picturing how the rest gonna look. Like I'm trying yeah. to imagine that. I want to see the helmet, jersey, and pants all together. But I love the way that they're unveiling it. You know, I definitely love that. Um, yeah, and I and I can't wait to see what they're gonna rock week one um, in Orange in Miami. Uh, Cause I thought last year's fit was straight up fire, like that all that all white with that. Yeah, it was. was yeah, that was, you know, knowing Coach uh, Prime being a man, being the man of style that he is, I know they ain't gonna disappoint. Like y'all, like y'all probably seen the whole thing. I haven't yet, so I know they ain't gonna disappoint. I love to see uh, them pay homage to the old, the old, uh, older guys that came through Jackson State. I can't wait to see what that looks like. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. There ain't no complaints over here. And look, I look, I gotta admit, uh, I was just telling Ken this the other day, believe it or not, you know, Southern actually broke out the new gold lid. And I was just telling I, I, I was just telling Ken, uh Southern back in the um mid to late 80s, they actually had a metallic gold helmet, right? Mm-hmm. And I was telling Ken, I was like, man, they need to bring that back. They, they had an all-white uni with that metallic gold lid. It was beautiful. I was like, I don't know why they changed from that. I was like, they need to bring that back. I thought about that when they had that uh, that gold lid. Now, that gold lid is something they used to wear all the time. They just got a different logo on it. Yeah. I thought I, that, I like that metallic logo. gold. That metallic gold, I told you, Zoe kind of reminds you a little bit of UCLA. But, it, you know, the style of jerseys a lot. Yeah. That's a yeah. good point, man. I mean, I, I think – I love what I see. You mentioned something. You mentioned Valley uh, having a new jersey, you know. That's a sweet uh, uni, though. That uni is badass. Yeah. Shout out to Vincent down there. Hey, we, we don't mind showing Valley love because, you know, their head coach is uh, Vincent Dancy. He played at Jackson State. Uh, Key McClellan, he, he was an associate at AD. Um, um, he just took over as the athletic director at Valley. So, you know, we we rooting for him, except for on September the 28th. When they come to Jackson, we got to beat them now. We, we, but outside of that, it's, it's all love, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. Speaking of the SWAC uh, preseason, Zoe mentioned this, Kobe. I want to get your thoughts on this real quick. Man, Valley had six. How many players Valley had on that list? They had five. Five, five. Mm-hmm. Right. That speaks a lot. That, that speaks volumes to what Coach Nancy is doing with that program to have five preseason uh, SWAC members of the team. Is uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty profound for uh, Valley. And and all five players, I got to add this too. All five players came from high school, so that tells you he been getting out the mud, getting out and, the mud, right? Yeah. And, and so, like I told, like I mentioned to Ken, you know, man, you, you even know the last time Valley had five total players on the All Comfort team. Like, I mean, it's they typically will always have one at the most two, but now they got five. That's a significant number. Um, especially when you see how they they show fighting grit last year, um, had a couple, quite a few games that they were in that they could have won, you know, um, and and again with people having the the feeling that they're gonna have some carryover from last season to possibly even you know finally break over five hundred this year. So um, again, it's a testament to the fact that they have that number of players, and you know it's looking up. Things are looking better for them. Uh, they got the national, you know, JUCO player, uh, quarter player of the year. I'm sorry, quarterback. So, um, and and again, like I said, those five players came from high school. So that's a testament to what Vince is doing. And Coach Prime stated, you know, back to what you mentioned earlier, Ken, that if Coach Dancy had those same resources, would nobody want to see him? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. 
But yeah, so Kobe, man, you know, as we get ready to wrap it up, man, let's speak real quick to some of the interviews, man. You've been doing some really, really fire interviews. I had a chance to tap into the Tavion Beasley interview. Um, any of the players that, of all the players you've had a chance to interview for Jackson State, you know, what, what were some of the interviews you think may have jumped out uh, you would think the most, maybe the most fun, maybe the most personality uh, of the players that's on the roster for this upcoming season? On the roster, um, I think Caleb Jolivet was like a one that everybody, everybody really appreciated. Um, he he came in and he gave great answers. Um, Willis Patrick, that yeah. was another, that was another yeah. fan. Yeah, was really you know, that's that's a guy who just has a, a great head on his shoulders. I I'd say one of the funnest uh, that I've had was Evan Henry and Tyson Alexander at the same time. You know. You know? <laughs> You know, I, those two like I didn't know. I didn't know they go to. They went to the same high school, and that they had that. Uh, they had that uh, bond going on. It was interesting to hear Evan in his take on Jackson State being at ULM last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know the 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 funniest the funniest being uh, Rufus. And, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rufus and Jay Ray. <laughs> You look at that dude, you're just going to laugh. Yeah, man. man. Rufus real life could be a comedian, bro. Like, I enjoyed him. And uh, I know James Reddy is not with us anymore. Uh, he went over to Mac. He transferred over to McNeese with Ala Brown and uh, was rooting for mm-hmm. them still. Once a tiger, always a tiger. But my goodness, man. They, man, they you, you, you say Rufus' name, all I hear is Muhammad Ali. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's too <laughs> And oh you know, like what the the main thing that I got from every interview that I've done with the Jackson State players that they all have the same mindset. They're all on one accord. Like they, and that tells me the great job that that coaching staff is doing with these players and how well they're buying into the system. Like you know, they're all focused, right? They all they all take on a, a, a not I not that not that cocky is a bad thing, but they're not really cocky. They're confident in their abilities. You know, they're they're confident because they're putting the work in and they they. They believe they believe in each other that uh, chemistry is there for the team, but nah, they they all seem to be on one accord with every single every single uh, guy that I've interviewed, and that's what I that's what I noticed about him. That's what I love, honestly. Yeah, man, I, I you know you've done a great job. I mean, you've given us um, like I said, we uh, the, our biggest niche at Tiger Talk. We 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 we're, we're incorporating some videos. Uh, most of our content and interviews are going to be audio. Like I said, but one of the things that uh, we've been able to capture in partnering with you with the CFL podcast is, you know, really uh, some of those visuals, kind of seeing those facial expressions, seeing those players. And we follow them on social media all the time and we catch some of the content, but it's always good to see them sit down with someone that's not in the fold. You know what I mean? It's a little different when we do it because sometimes they, you know, it may feel like they, they feel like they have to say a certain thing, but when they're, when they're, Let's say when they're interviewing with someone that's not in the family uh, uh, as a as an alum or someone in the institution, it's, it just seems like they, they they're a little bit more of their personality may come out. Um, and we've, we've been able to really enjoy a lot of the interviews that you've done. So um, one other thing I wanted to ask you before we get ready to close is um, any games you plan on attending this year, Jackson State games in particular. You know, I know you're going to probably hit some HBCU games, but this Tiger Talk, we want to see if you're going to be able to make any of those Jackson State games this year. Yeah, yeah. So the Orange Blossom Classic for sure. Um, I'm gonna be there, and 
I, I'm trying to, like, I keep going back and forth between Southern and Grambling. I was, uh, after, 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 because <laughs> after, after, it's homecoming. And I, I've never experienced an HBCU homecoming. And I'm going to get the chance to this year, you know, not only in Orangeburg, but in, you know, may, may, most likely in Jackson, Mississippi, if that's what I choose to do. Uh, but, you know, after seeing that, after seeing that, the way that game went, and that atmosphere, you know, versus Southern last year, I'm like, I can't miss this in the vet. Not with oh, 60,000 people. Kobe, I, I can't yeah. miss that energy in the vet. But I also want to tell him, so. Tell him, so. Kobe, I, look, I told him once before, but Kobe, <laughs> let me tell you. Southern, Jackson. In Jackson, there's nothing that compares. You can, t- you, you can take the biggest classic. I'm talking about Bayou Classic, Florida Classic, well, Magic City Classic. Alcorn gave a good showing last year. But, yeah, but, but here's the thing. Tell, tell, tell him the difference the, between Alcorn and, I, and Southern I, I, and Jackson. I'm going to tell you. It's just, like Southern, it's just like the Bayou Classic. Southern and uh, Jackson and Alcorn, it's a rivalry, but that's your cousin. That's your brother. Right. Man, when it comes to Southern Jackson State, see, they hate. there's pure hate. It's cross state lines. You got Mississippi versus Louisiana. Then on top of that, on, on top of that, they're mirror images of each other. Two best bands in all of HBCU football. Two biggest fan bases. I mean, we act just alike. I'm telling you, they competed everything, and there's just pure, unadulterated hate. Man, look, I'm going to put it on wax. I can lose to anybody. I'll be all right the next day. When I lose to Southern, oh, no, nah, man. Don't don't call me Saturday <laughs> night. But, but, but guess what? But when we win, all is right with the world. Ain't nothing like beating them yellows down in Red Stick. But I'm telling you, that game in Jackson, and look, I dare you to ask any Southern night, they'll tell you that Jack State game versus Southern in Jackson is magic. There's some to it. And if you notice, whenever we play that game, typically, well, in the past three years, they moved that game to a day game. But traditionally, we always played them at night or at 6, uh, 6 p.m. kickoff. And I think they're going to try to do it again this year for the first time. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping so. But I'm telling you, Kobe, I'm telling you, if you got one Jack State game to go to and that game is in Jackson, I'm telling you, you do not want to go Jack, you do not want to go to that Grambling game over Jack State Southern Jackson. Yeah, um, okay. All right, because I, I was I was trying to decide, like I know homecoming is a big deal at you know in the HBCU space. So I'm like, I wonder how it is in Jackson, but I'm like, man, the southern game looking too good. I would even tell you if you had to choose between Jack State Homecoming and Jack State Southern and Jackson, it ain't even close. Jack State Southern and Jackson. I'm telling you. And 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 the the game atmosphere don't start at kickoff. It started the tailgate. Oh, see, I'm sold now. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm sold now. Cause you know, I live for that, I live for that band blood rivalry type game. Like, I love the atmosphere. So now I gotta be there. I, I'll say this right here. For your show, um, do yourself a favor and come to the Southern Jack State game. And Zoe made a great point. It does start at tailgate. Mm. But I tell you, man, that's going to be one of them games where when you enter the vet, most of everybody going to already be in there sitting down early, bro, because they want to see the bands coming in. Definitely, Kobe, do yourself a favor. I mean, the tailgating is going to be second to none because you got, you know, a lot of – Louisiana do a lot of great cooking. They're going to come up. It's, it's, it's brotherly love at the tailgate. But at the same time, when it, when it, when, when it comes time for the football game, it's absolute war. I'm talking about from the zero quarter with the bands all the way to the fifth quarter at the end of the game. And whoever loses, hey, man, you just got a messed up weekend. So I was so happy that we were able to pull that game because you know what? I know we lost South Carolina State. If we would have lost that game to Southern, it would have still been a sore spot to the day. 
Yeah, because see, see, that's the thing too. Like when people, that's a good point, Ken. Like people mentioned that South Carolina State game, and if you notice, most every every school in the swag, they feel like that's their coupon to use against us because we lost. But it don't sting. It don't. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. Like, but but here's the thing. Well, because, because they they feel like that's that's their coupon they can use. They feel like that's needling us. But again, we we don't harbor on it because here's the thing. Well, first off, you know we're ahead of schedule. Coach Prime won his essentially his first year. So and we swept everybody. But the thing is, we're ahead of schedule. That loss is not a killer. You know what I mean? Now you right. want you want to know a loss that hurts? Go look at that 2013 SWAT championship game that we lost oh, to Southern. Gosh. You, you, you hear Ken? See, you hear Ken? See, that hurts. Hey, hey, but, I, I, I'm gonna tell y'all on Tiger Talk, and I don't mind confessing this. Kobe, I cried for 15 <laughs> minutes straight. I was sick. Do you hear me? <laughs> I, no, no. I was so sick, bro, that I had to go back to my hotel and just lay down in fetal position for like the rest of the evening. I was sick, bro. <laughs> but yeah, but but yeah, uh, Kobe. But to add to that oh, point, man, man, like that 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 South Carolina State uh, to the Jacksonians, that that loss has no hurtful merit at all. So it people bring it up. People people bring it up. Southern though. No, 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 I'm saying it doesn't hurt now to nobody. It doesn't hurt oh, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I'm saying. Know, after, That's what... after a championship loss, you know, it, it'll hurt for a little bit, but you get over I that. I think we know, knew like, we, we we knew we was gonna catch the blues from social media, you know, because <clears> <throat> we had wound up. I talked a lot of stuff until your boy Tuck, man. Shout out to him from South Carolina State. We was on the uh show together and I gave my prediction and I said we was gonna beat him like 40 something to 14, bro. And we got our behinds handed to us. But like I said, we moved on, man. Mm-hmm. And we ready for this next season. Uh, we open the season up with three blue blood games back to back to back. We got FAMU out the gate, followed by Tennessee State, followed by Grambling. Now I do feel like mm-hmm. that Grambling game is gonna be, it's gonna be our first home game. It's gonna be, it's gonna be live. Grambling is gonna have a lot of momentum to come in and beat us. But you know, I wish you could make it to that game too. But if you had to choose, you know, homecoming versus Campbell would be would be fun uh, for 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 the JSU folk because homecoming. But the game you want to see from an HBCU culture standpoint, the things you cover, mm-hmm. man, you want to see that. You got to get that experience. Because I'm telling you, you you won't experience that no place else, man. I'm serious. Yeah. You won't. That you game know, is going to be a sellout. If they both – because, see, if you notice at Swag Media Day, they, they predicted Jack State and Southern to, to both win the East and the West. So right. if if somehow – I tell you another thing. Boy, if, if somehow we get – that do come to play come to pass – and we get the SWAC championship game with Jack State versus Southern in the SWAC championship game. You're talking about an absolute sellout. Sellout. You're talking about standing room no only. Doubt. And I'm no not doubt. even kidding. Because no Southern shows up for Jack State. They 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 had it. They're one of the few uh 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 social media fan bases that will travel. Fam use another uh um uh, they definitely will show up and they come to Jackson in droves. Yes, mm. <laughs> they do. And I, I, I can say if the, if that does end up happening, I I I'll definitely come back out to Jackson. If that if that if that's why championship is back in Jackson, because that'll be the only game played outside of the playoff game. Uh, real right. quick, real quick, and I, I'm gonna ask one more question, and I'm done. If Joe got anything, if not, we can close out. But um, what's your thoughts on the playoffs versus the SWAC championship? So let me ask you this, because this is the question that I posed uh, uh, to Zoe just from just from regular conversation mm. let's just so happen to play you know play let's play swack advocate and say that jackson state loses one game let's say we lose the, the obc and, and 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 exact opposite of what happens last year happens this year where jackson state is the one waiting for fam you to lose 
But instead, Jack State runs the table. Don't go to the SWAC championship, but go to the FCS playoffs. If, let's say, fam, you go to the Celebration Bowl and mm-hmm. we go and actually win some games in the playoffs, which which route do you think would be, you know, the most talked about perspective from those that, you know, cover HBCU sports? What do you think? Honestly, I at first, well, let, let let me say this, right? Because the last year's matchup, if if you do end up going back to the Celebration Bowl instead of the playoffs, it's, it's just as big. But I think if Jackson State gets a chance to go into that playoff, um, it's it's gonna have everybody talking. I I think it's I think it I think it would be bigger from a YouTube uh, perspective from people who talk about uh, FCS and HBCU football, um, because so many people have said. I they they want to see that talent versus other FCS talent. They want they like you like y'all y'all heard the conversations, the debates. They want to see Jackson State versus North Dakota State. You know, like you know, damn the fact that it's only you know going into our third year with the tenure of Deion Sanders. Like it's it's the talent that y'all have that gets people so excited because they feel like man. All all this all this FBS talent that you brought in. You got the number one number one slot uh receiver. You got Travis Hunter. You got all these guys. We want to see how far they'd go in the playoffs. You know, a lot of people want to see it because they feel like, you know, when you when you ask they feel like, you know, Jackson State's coaching staff can't really can't really coach to that level and they want to see them, you know, crash and burn in that kind of stage, you know, and, you know, you got people who genuinely believe that if this team was to get in the playoffs, they'd go damn far, you know? So I, you know, it, because we don't have an answer to either one yet, you know, people are just chomping at the bit to see them, which is why, you know, they care about, you know, that top 25 ranking when it comes to Jackson state. And I never understood why, because I'm, I'm feeling like if the celebration bowl is the goal, what do y'all care for? You know, the, the playoffs isn't, isn't an option, but nah, it's, it's people, it's a lot of people who would love to see uh, Jackson State in that playoffs. And honestly, if they, if if I if I saw that they had the chance to go, bro, I'd be I'd be I'd be very excited. I'd be very excited. But I'm good either way because the South Carolina State matchup is is just as big to me. You know that that rematch is just as you know just as big to me. Um, but if I get to see them in the playoffs and see how far they can actually go, you know, in the cold weather conditions of the playoff atmosphere, man, I'd love to see it. I, well, I, I, well, since, well, since Ken asked you that, let me pose the same question that I asked Ken then. So let's mm-hmm. say that you actually goes to the Celebration Bowl and they win. Jackson State goes to the FCS playoff and Jackson State wins the national championship. How would you then think would FAMU, how would, how would, all the fans view FAMU then? Would they still view FAMU as the Black College National Champion, even though Jackson State won a national championship? And would they deem Jackson State season more of a success since they won a national championship and FAMU won a celebration bowl? There's always going to be fans of a fan base who are a little delirious, you know, when it when it comes to that, when it comes to stuff like that. But I mean, like. From from a common sense standpoint, if you won the celebration bowl, that's great. 
no, you 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 are black black national champions. Congratulations! But if if Jackson State goes all the way, knocks off a, a North Dakota State or uh the a Northern Arizona Lumberjack or the Montana State and and win and wins the championship, like just the national championship in the FCS, of course Jackson State season is more of a success. You got it. You got to say that. Now that they gonna be proud fans. That's that's be like, nah, we don't. You know, we we celebration bowl champions. We're better. You know, our season was more of a success, but that's that's a little delusion. That's throw a little this, delusion. Throw, throw this one thing in there, and, and this is the only thing that I don't like about the playoff for us is that you have to lose to get to go. Yeah, right? man. And so in that's, order that's to go to the swag, you know, to the FCS playoffs, you cannot be the swag champion, and you, you which means you're not going to go to the celebration bowl. So a part of going to the celebration bowl means that you are the swag champion. So, uh, but a national championship, I think a lot more outside respect. I, I even think internally, but here's the thing that I personally think that, that, that happens with us when in relation to those that don't like Jackson state, there's always a, a, a constant moving of the goalposts. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think to this year, the celebration bowl, uh, if, if the, if the school that they rooting for over Jackson state wins the celebration bowl, then the celebration bowl is going to be the biggest thing on earth. You know what I mean? Right. It don't make any difference what we do. But like you said, if we go and we win a national championship, that would be huge. One thing that I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind if we could do both. You know, I wouldn't mind. Um, and, and, and you know, because our season is just is, is extremely long. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they move the celebration bowl to uh, in January sometime, you know, like other bowls. I don't know if that's something that they could do with, with, some, with a lot of the FBS bowls taking place, but um, it would be cool to kind of – I don't mind going to the playoffs, but I choose us first, and I, I, I value a celebration bowl. Right. I value a playoff berth simply because that makes us <laughs> uh, our conference champion, and then we get to be celebration bowl champion. And we, like I said, that's also – keep in mind, celebration bowl is, is in Atlanta. It's in the black Mecca. You know what You're I mean? Right, right. It's, it's a celebration of our HBCU culture, so – that game means a lot to me, and 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 the day we start devaluing ours is when we start really doing the same thing that we. Mm-hmm. It's like we can't perspective at that point. And and I and I say this right, what what did fam you have to deal with in, at SC Louisiana, at some point even after that game, racial slurs, things being thrown at them. You don't have to worry about that at the celebration bowl. You know you don't have to. You don't you have to get Joe though. Kind of you ain't gonna have to deal with a lot of that mess. <laughs> right. You know. About. <laughs> like you, well, I, my, my only issue with the with that though is just I just think it's hypocrisy on the on, on the on the on 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 a lot of us really because you know and, and one is but that's Ken's point about moving the moving the goalposts because on one end we say well we want them we want to see us against this great competition right but then you know we don't want to be in the celebration bowl but in the same vein you know <clears throat> excuse me we 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 sit here and. You know, we feel like, oh, we should go play money games. But then, you know, in the same vein, if we have the ability to make money for ourselves, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, we shouldn't do that. It's like we devalue anything that has anything to do with us. You know what I'm saying? But then, hey, let's step out. It's like we pick and choose when we want to step outside. Let's step right. outside when it comes down to for the sake of uh, competition. 
But then if we have the ability to make money uh, with doing it, then let's not do that. Because again, oh, let's not go up FBS because, oh, why would you want to break up this particular black conference to go into this PWI conference? Well, it's no different. We we're trying to play a couple, you know, tougher competition. So, it's just, you know, it's just like we, we pick and choose when we want to, you know, use something un- under the guise of competition. That's my only thing. Mm. That's a great point. I I, I like it, man. I, I think we all in agreement. Um, man, this has been a, a dynamic show, Kobe. Man, it's been definitely fun. Um, you know, bringing you on, and like I said, we we appreciate what you do. And uh, but before we get out of here, we'll let you plug your, all your platforms, your social media, and everything, so our listeners can go and and uh, and tap in and tune in if they're not already uh, to 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 your uh, YouTube page as well as your social media. Oh, for sure. I appreciate it. All right. So on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow me at Kobe or C-O-B-I-O-R-R, you know, real simple, no underscore, nothing like that. And of course, on YouTube, you can follow me at the CFL podcast. Um, yeah, that's 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 all I got, man. We got a lot more stuff coming up. You know, I think that my next video is going to be the a yearbook theme, you know, HBCU superlative list, you know. Mm. You know, so I got I got that coming up. You know, there's of course there's a, a few Jackson State guys on there, but there's guys from all over the HBCU landscape. So like you know, Mr. Hitstick, the Sack Master, you know, Tony Totap, Baby Moss, like you know, yeah. like all, all that kind of stuff. I got I got that coming. Who's running back University? Who's DB University? Like you know, all that stuff. So we we got that coming up. That's what's up. Yeah, man, that sounds interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, man, you guys, man. Have, uh, you guys have been tuned in to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Again, you know, this is your main man, Ken Clark. I'm in the booth with Zoe DeLorean, and when our guest today came in with a banger, Kobe Orr from the TFL Podcast. Brother, again, we appreciate you. And as always, to our listeners, it's D.I. Love and Go Tigers. Yeah, D.I. Love, Go Tigers. Go Tigers. And that'll do it for episode 250 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show to tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love.